I'm gonna pedal around in that Midwest dirt until the sun goes down. I might get stuck in the mud, but I'd rather get lost out here than anywhere else. I'm gonna pedal around in that Midwest dirt. Hello, Mountain Bike Radio listeners. This is Ben, and this is another Fat Bike Berkey special. This one is with Ted King. And uh, before we get to the interview, I want to send you to two places. Go to untapped.cc. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-E-D dot C-C. Talk about untapped maple. And Rooted Vermont. So rootedvermont.com. Go check that out. It's Ted and Laura King's gravel event that they created. It's first one this year. I anticipate it's probably going to fill up. Um but go check that out, get registered, check out what they have going on with that. So it's untapped.cc. It's all the maple goodness that you can find uh, right there, information, products, some of the things we talk about in this interview. Uh, but we sit down with Ted. Laura joins us partway in the interview, but talk about untapped, uh, Route of Vermont, what it's like in Wisconsin, the Fat Bike Berkey, uh, what it's like living in Vermont. They recently moved there and uh, some more. So that's it. I appreciate all of you listening in to all the Fat Bike Berkey content, even if you're not from the upper Midwest, but I appreciate it. Some good perspective on what's going on. And uh, if you have any feedback, comments, questions, anything, whatever it is, ben at mountainbikeradio.com. Or if you have any questions for Ted and Laura, you can send them my way, send them their way, but I will forward anything to them as well. So that's it. Fair enough. If you have uh, anything else you want to hear, feel free to send it my way too. So enjoy this interview and uh, have a great day. All right, this is Ben and Ben, and we're Howdy. at uh, Fat Bike Berkey. We're with Ted King. Greetings. How's it going? Excellent. How are you guys? Good. Great. This is good to, ha- good to have you on. Thank, Thank you. you. I'm, I'm we, psyched to be here. What's cool is that we got a little bit of New Hampshire in the uh, Wisconsin area right now yeah, going buddy. on. Yeah, buddy. Live free or die. Live yeah. free or die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Born and raised uh, just outside of Exeter, New Hampshire. I uh, went to Exeter High School. Uh, keeping it in New England, I, I went to Middlebury College. That's where I found this sport of cycling. And, yeah, cool. Yeah. So Ted is one of the co-founders of Untapped. Yes, sir. And what's the website? Untapped.com? Untapped.cc. Okay. Untapped.com, I believe, brings you to a beer website. And I Oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's that, like, beer ranking site or something, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, but, yeah, untapped.cc. So come check us out there. All right. So interesting story. Well, we could talk about the Fat Bag Race. I'd rather talk about Untapped first. Lovely. And then we'll talk quick about the Fat Bag Race. you got to get going back to the East Coast. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the real quick history of Untapped is I raced a bike for 10 years. Lived overseas, raced, you know, name a bike race, and I've done it. Um, after a handful of years, I, as a sole New Englander on the, the world tour circuit, I became known as the maple syrup guy, so I'd step off a team bus at, like, Tour Flanders or Paris-Roubaix or Tour de France, and people would literally hand me maple syrup, which is incredibly flattering. It's a wonderful thing, especially when you're living overseas and you can't just go to your local store and buy maple syrup. Right. So through, at that point, it was just Twitter. Through social media, people began to know me as the maple syrup guy. I would sip it. I would, you know, put a little in a water bottle when I'm about to go for a bike ride, and it that 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 
Ted King known as Maple Syrup thing grew, and then I started the wheels turning in my head. You know, maple syrup actually has all these nutrients. It has amino acids, electrolytes, antioxidants, low glycemic. It's good for you. Whereas you're taking all these crazy energy gels with mysterious ingredients in the back, you know, 12 ingredients for some sports nutrition thing, or one ingredient, maple syrup. I'd rather have maple syrup. So, making a mildly short story longer, or a long fine. story longer. You do a podcast too, so yeah. we'll, I'll push all this stuff for you. Right on. You're, you're used to this. The, I had the idea of putting maple syrup in a packet, but I'm still raising my bike and living overseas, and I just don't have the bandwidth to create a company. So after about two years of literally going to farmer's markets in New England in my off-season and asking these sweet, grizzly farmers, hey, will you put maple syrup in this individual packet? And nobody understood it. It was when I pitched the idea two years later to my friend Andrew Gardner, who said, you got to talk to the Cochrane family of, of Alpine ski fame. Andrew, the Cochrans, and I partnered to start maple uh, slopeside syrup untapped, and the rest is history. So it was athletes pitching maple syrup to athletes to be like, yo, let's make this this really cool company that's doing something very different. How long have you been doing this, though? So we took the biggest platform we could at the time, which was the 2013 Tour de France that I was racing, uh, went to crowdfunding. We needed 35000 bucks, and we smashed through that. We got north of $50,000, and... Wow. It's been going since 2013. So now you're just traveling around doing cool events and talking to people and living yeah, a life. Yeah, retired from traditional bike racing in 2015. Um, and I'm in a very cool place in the industry where a lot of great sponsors. Um, it, it was led by Cannondale, which is... I had ridden for Cannondale for a long time, and, and they said, hey, when I announced that I was going to retire, they said, we'd like to keep you in the industry. We'd like to, you know, basically make you a brand ambassador. And... and that was also at a time when gravel was starting to, to really boom. So it means going to Belgian Waffle. It means going to Dirty Kanza. It means you know coming to events like this. And the sport is changing. Traditional road racing, I don't want to say it's dying because I still love road racing. That's, that's where I got my start in the sport. Right. But things are different. It's the mass start. It's the 1,200-person, 2,000-person event um, that's really booming, which is also the reason... That my wife and I moved back to the East Coast. Uh, we moved to Vermont middle of summer last year, 2018, and she and I are starting an event, Rooted Gravel. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Rooted Vermont, which is a gravel event back in Vermont. That's going to be August 3rd and 4th. Very so cool. Check that out. Nice. We'd love to have you guys there. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if we post if I have that on Riding Gravel. So I own RidingGravel.com as well. Okay. So we should probably talk something for that. Yeah, too. we should uh, do We're something We're doing a magnificent launch on March 18th, so okay. stay tuned. And what part of Vermont time, is it in? Uh, we're starting in our new hometown, Richmond, Vermont, and going straight down the middle. So, you know, through the Green Mountains, uh, nice. getting down as far south as Ripton, and then, and then back up. Going back north. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, 40-mile option, 80-mile option, uh, you know, hitting everything that's great about New England. The IPAs, the covered bridges, the green mountains, the maple creamies. We're going to have an awesome time. That's that's what you're missing out here is maple creamies. All right. What a My gosh. crazy thing. Yeah. Is this your first time up here in northern Wisconsin? My only time. So we flew into MSP, uh, Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul. I raced Nature Valley in about 2007, yeah. which was a 
killer race at the time. That was the only time I've been in this part of the country. Okay. Um, yeah, first time in Wisconsin. So why the fat bike Berkey? Why not? Uh, That's a fair question. Good answer. I, I, I live here, so for people to come here, I always ask, sure. why, like, what are you doing? Um, again, my wife and I moved to Vermont in, you know, what, nine months ago? Yeah. And... We're coming from California at the time where you ride a road bike year-round. And, okay, that's fun, but, you know, it gets a little bit stale. So we've we've loved the East Coast culture, which I'm sure you guys have here, which is like go fat biking, go Nordic skiing. We have uh, alpine touring, skinning back east where you hike up a mountain and ski down. The diversification of being in Vermont has been incredible. Um, so, you know, again, with the, the support of folks like Cannondale and getting fat bikes and... and you know, it was late in this, this winter season that we're like, what cool events can we do? And, yeah, American Birkebinder's been awesome. Again, let's make a short story longer. Absolutely. One of my partners out on tap, Andrew Garden, who I mentioned, he is a very deep history in uh, Nordic skiing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he came out here for the American Birkenbeiner, and he's been coming out here forever for that, which, you know, to our listeners, a 15,000-person Nordic ski race. That was two weeks ago, and you know that put it on the radar, knowing that there's a fat bike race with 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Yeah. So, what do you think? What are your thoughts? What What did you think in your head to what it What it's been so far? Um, what did you expect? You just expect coming up here and nobody talking, just come up and race, no, or did you expect to have like this whole? No, thing my hesitation is is poorly done. Uh, you know, there's the reputation of folks in the the. I call this Northern Midwest. Am I accurate in that? Yeah, Upper Midwest. Okay, Upper I'll Midwest. As exceedingly friendly, welcoming, nice, hospitable, and that's been blown out of the water. You know, it's just, it's nothing but hospitality here. Um, that's been awesome. Um, as for a race, I didn't really have expectations, but the competition was fierce. Uh, I think I finished fifth or sixth. Um, I w- I'm by no means saying that I sort of expected to come here and walk away because that'd be just dumb having not done any intensity for many months. Uh, it was awesome. Competition was great. You know, people are trickling in now, you know, doing the, the 20, 20K, 40K, doing the tour ride. It's such a fun atmosphere. Weather's perfect. People outside drinking beer, drinking what? What's the, the showcase beverage that everybody's drinking? Old Fashions. Old Fashions. Old Fashions. Yeah. With a little it? Wisconsin style to it, yes. Okay, I was going to say, you want to enhance your old-fashioned maple syrup. Maple and bourbon pair exceptionally well. You should talk to Tim over yeah. That was, that was the, uh, that was the showcase beverage at... at uh, so you replace uh, simple syrup with maple syrup? Exactly. Nice. Do you have a recipe for that? What Just I recommend. Yes. Okay, Ted's, two ounces Ted's bourbon, one ounce maple syrup, a splash of vermouth, bitters. I'm still a big fan of cherries, so shake that all up. Add the cherry at the end. Ice, of course. You put a little vermouth in there, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know you don't want to make it overly sweet, but right, right. Maple syrup is what I call subtly sweet. It's not yeah, totally. that kick to the face. Yeah. So I will say so, I don't I don't use maple syrup for my old fashions yet. I make a really amazing maple. A uh, pisco drink uh-huh. with um, a splash of uh, lemon juice. Nice. So the pisco is really good with the maple syrup. 
Well, and then true old-fashioned and bourbon aficionados would be able to call me out here to say, okay, that's technically not an old-fashioned for whatever reason that differentiates it. Because our showcase drink at the wedding was a Maple Manhattan. I don't know the difference. They're all delicious. No. So you're saying next year you yeah. want to collaborate, bring your slopeside maple syrup. That would be fantastic. And we'll do a yes. Vermont, Wisconsin yeah. mashup. So the very good folks at SRAM are also wonderful partners and, and, and supporters of the, the things I do. We were out at Grinduro last year. And actually, the past two years, we've been making Maple Manhattans to uh, carbo load for Grinduro. Well, cool. Well, Tareen yes, let's Tire- collaborate. Tareen Tires is in. Far out. All right. Not we'll be in contact. Here, Sweet. So what we're going to do, Ted, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to come back next year? That's the first time somebody's asked. I would love to come back. I hope the stars align to be back. Okay. This is a blast. So we should try to make that happen. All right. What I'm thinking is we make a big snow bar. Snow bar. So if we get a piled up yeah. snow, make a snow bar. Ice just have a big So there you Game go. Game changer. Yeah. So something like that, and you could full, you, you have untapped drinks, and that's and that's why we drinks. come to Fat Bike events, right? Yeah, exactly. So. That's it, right? You ask how the event is. It's competitive, blah blah blah. It's freaking fun, and that's what's great about these mass start events. People are racing for the old fashions. They're racing for the hot dogs, the s'mores. They're racing for the beer. They're racing for a good time. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't untapped or Fat Bike related, but you seem like you you move back to the East Coast. I don't know your age, but you seem like uh, you're at a place in life where you're like, all right, I'm back in the East Coast. I have some freedom. Like, I'm going out do these outdoor things, riding my bike, having fun, enjoying time with my wife, doing untapped, working your, probably working your ass off. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. It sounds you seem like... very, like, I'm good in life right now. Things are very good. Um, it is... It sounds like fun. It is a ton of fun, and I think I appreciate you bring it up. It is a crazy hustle it is you know can't stop won't stop uh you won't anyway naturally you i don't want like to kind of guy that doesn't right uh, impossible to stop those days that which are rare we where you well I, they don't even exist actually where you where your to-do list is non-existent i mean i wake up every day and the to-do to-do list is longer uh so be it hosting this new event or working with sponsors or or working with untapped um you know, it is a nonstop hustle, and it's a freaking blast. That's good. And uh, you're big on social media, right? I I, I have a Twitter account. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twitter, the Instagram, I am Ted King, okay. all one word. Okay. And Untapped, where can people find you? Just Untapped? Uh, we are on the social media at Untapped Maple. Check us out at untapped.cc. Okay. Um, you know what? Talk talk a little bit about all these getting the stuff here. All right. You got a little more time, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about some products. What are you trying They're to get great. out here for uh, flight you, and uh, get, we get gotta, out of the Well, store? we got to pack up the Untapped Expo. Ben, okay. have you tried one of those yet? Not yet. Game changer. Oh, man. Okay, cool. So, so good. So This, I have, the ginger one, was heated up. Yes. Okay. At winter bike. Oh, like, yes, it was warm yes, at the aid yes, station. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. my goodness. So, here, I got uh, ginger maple aid. Uh, so we'll this go through the first one by. Time I've seen all the products. I've seen the packets, like yeah. read, like checked it out. I've never tried it, but yeah. So talk we'll go about through the products. Here's the genesis of the company. Again, I'm racing overseas, and I want a packet. I want pure maple syrup. So we started with pure maple syrup, which is what you have in your hand right now. Yes. 100 calories of USDA organic Vermont maple syrup, which it has: amino acids, electrolytes, antioxidants. The stuff is categorically 
a superfood. It's good for you. Slow burning, right? Slow burning. No energy spike and super easy crash. to process. People are often hesitant to try a, a you know a, a new product before a, an event. What we always guarantee is you will not have gastro and uh, distress. Your stomach is never going to be upset. Okay, that's what's awesome about it. So from that original maple syrup, we then created the maple stroop waffle. So when you're several different flavors. Yep. So. With our, you know, stroopwafels, a stroopwafels, a stroopwafel. I was over in Europe, you eat a stroopwafel, they're lovely, they're sweetened with fructose. And you're like, okay, that's a weird ingredient. They taste good, they're spicy and sweet, whatever. But every time I'd have one, I'm like, I'm from New England, I want maple syrup in this thing. So we were the first and only company to create a maple syrup exclusive stroopwafel. Did you just think to yourself along this process, like, why has nobody ever done this? Yes. It's the exact same thing with the maple syrup. It's like... It's so simple and obvious. Why don't people do it? And to be perfectly honest, the price point is one thing and the the yeah. having... Well, the price point is one thing. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper to use brown rice syrup and maltodextrin and, and supplement it and right. flavor it and add right. artificial caffeine and say, here's this junk product. We said, no, let's create a naturally superior product that tastes great and hopefully people... We are at a price point, thanks to the, the volume they're producing, to make it... Um, Approachable by by any person right. out there. Right. So then we spawn three other waffles. We have a raspberry waffle, a coffee waffle, and a chai waffle. We use only real raspberries, real coffee, real chai spices. We don't use natural flavors. We don't use adulterated caffeine. We use only real ingredients. We also have a which is not in your your hands right now. We have a coffee maple packet which has two ingredients coffee and maple again no caffeine no supplementation two real ingredients great flavor combo clearly i've done this before this yes. is my sales no, pitch I full force. And I, that's uh that's your job right now it I'm is really and then you're, you're thinking to yourself like how much of this crap can i edit no what i'm thinking <laughs> to myself is i uh i appreciate you taking the time and it's good to have somebody that uh knows how to do this yeah so, but I catch glimpses of you starting to get like unpitchy and talk like real. Like that's why I asked you. Like, you seem like a pretty good life, like spot in life right now. So, no, I'm not it's thinking a, yeah, that at all. I'm, I'm again, listening. It's that like, hustle. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, it seems like you're it, very. This is a like you're big on like this real shit. Yep. Anything else like it, it maybe for somebody else, but I don't want to do it. Well, and and we've been treated as cattle in the industry and so you just sort of take for granted you want a product you go to an expo and you just try to fill your bag with like I want free stuff I want free stuff we are trying to educate an audience which you know there's the the bigger shift happening in not just sports nutrition it's the same reason that people will go pay a premium for an amazing plate of pasta over buying a can of SpaghettiOs SpaghettiOs are delicious but you know, the reality is if you get a great plate of pasta, you got four ingredients on there. You have like exquisite pasta, you have olive oil, you have salt, and you have Parmesan cheese. Right. You get a can of pasta and there's 78 ingredients that you don't know, you can't pronounce half of them. <laughs> we have this same conversation. So as much as it's pitchy, it's like, I believe in this. And it, and it's... It's very it is, clear. Yeah. It's it's awesome to, to have something. I mean, it's awesome to move back to Vermont and be part of a maple syrup company. Full stop. 
yeah. that's what's awesome yeah, about you're moving back, back full circle and you're a kid like yeah it's like exactly yeah. I literally remember being six years old and going into those sugar shacks the maple syrup swirling they're boiling the sap down to syrup and you're just like I'm in heaven so do you tap any of your own trees just for the fun of it that partnership where I said Andrew and the the Cochran's of Slopeside Syrup Slopeside Syrup already existed um they had been producing syrup, I think, since 2010. They have 23,000 taps. We use their slash our maple syrup. Um, I have not been in the woods with them. They've Those guys have been slaving away, tapping okay. the trees. It's, okay. it's such a cool process. I just, They're crushing it. Yeah, I moved here last year. I live in Hayward. Okay, and nice. I moved here last year. And one of the first things I did in the spring, the uh, last spring, was just tap some trees to see if I could. I'd yeah. never done it before. Yeah. I had no idea. It's like, oh, I'll just try to make my own syrup. So I made, you know, probably like eight jars of it. Nice. But it was like, it, it's very much like gardening or doing yes. anything yourself, right? Yes. At least you, you make it and it's like there's a satisfaction that comes with like, hey, this is yes, this is awesome. So now I use it. I use the sap. I just boil that down a little bit. But I, get, I put in a bunch of gallons and I make coffee with that. So I use it as water, kind of. It yeah. has just a little bit. Plus, it has oh. nutrients and stuff I don't know. You know, you are semi-boiling down your sap, not to maple syrup, so it's still very watery. And oh, it's very watery, but it's still that. yes. Oh, it's fantastic. But then it has Bro. all the different whatever in Bro. it, like vitamins and such. <laughs> yes. that I don't mind know. blown right there. Yeah, yeah, that's outstanding. Yeah, it's really good. So I do that. Um, I like that more than syrup because I do it every yeah. day. Then you know, yeah. so um, yeah, I like your heads yeah. up. So it's it's kind of it's it's fun that way, and I really, it was very much like like gardening to me. It's like you're know, living great, off your own land yeah. and like doing that kind of thing. And like, such it's like cool. a self satisfaction. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I planted that tomato. It takes a lot tomato. of time and effort, yeah. but it's well worth it. Yeah. So, but yeah. Well, so that's outstanding, dude. Eight jars. That's respectable because you're boiling basically between forty they or were eighty small to jars. one. They were like that big. Simple. <laughs> so. But so what's yeah. what's been the biggest challenge with launching Untapped and getting it out to market? Wonderful question. Um, it'd be I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. It's having this conversation. It's explaining the why is maple syrup a naturally superior? Like why should I try this? Why should I use this product? Um, we're proud that we haven't ever taken on any. Um, any outside funding we've had the offers to do it but you know that's a double-edged sword because we don't have to meet their expectations we build the company at the pace we want um well and maple syrup to us and even people i would assume up in uh, the upper you know upper midwest this is large area for it yeah, yeah it's a natural part of our life i mean as mm-hmm. kids in elementary school we were tapping trees that was part of our education mm-hmm. and uh I mean, but half the other world is all on Jemima yes. and corn yes. syrup-based maple syrup. So ah, explaining that cringe. difference to people, like, why would I Bingo. want that? It's, that? it's those two things. It's explaining that maple syrup is not on Jemima. It's not log cabin. It's not log cabin light. It's not a chemically produced uh, Bingo. And part two, item. yeah, explaining that it's not just for pancakes. It's, yeah. it's Hey, it's good for a variety of things. Hey there. This is my wife. Hi, Hi Laura. Hello. How are you? So you were racing today, weren't you? I did. You got to talk into the mic. Yeah. So you want to you want to be in on this? What? You want to be? You want to talk about the race today, or Laura? Sure. All right, Laura. Can I see the plaque that you're holding? It's very cool. So we have cool. So we have Laura, Laura King. That's me. And uh, you finished. What's that? 
I got third in the 30 to 39. Third in the 30 to 39. So it was your first time to Wisconsin? I have been here once before about a decade ago. Okay. It's been a long time. All right. So what are your thoughts about the riding on the Berkey Trail, being in northern Wisconsin? What, what are your thoughts? What are your first thoughts? Um, I loved it. It was harder than I imagined. I, Freaking hilly. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't expect the hills. I also thought, it made me think, I've always wanted to do the Nordic Ski Berkey. I'm a total <laughs> novice at uh, Nordic skiing, and it made me think, wow, that's really must be really hard yeah, yeah. T- ted are you a skier uh i hack yeah. no laura nods i shake my head i can get around on skis i'm an alpine skier okay downhill fast but you uh you seem like the kind of guy that could probably practice a little bit and you'd probably be pretty good but it's one of those things that well like i said we're a, novices in nordic skiing yeah, yeah. It's such a but we do it <laughs> yeah so yeah i didn't ski yeah. from the time i was four years old so no matter how much I practice, I'm gonna get my teeth kicked. I'm in. just what I'm getting at is you gotta get get you back here for the Berkey ski he, race. He jumped into our uh, local Wednesday night Nordic race. Okay. We mostly do it for the potluck afterwards, but <laughs> it's fun. Food and beer. Plenty of beer. That's what exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was good. Good experience though. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, everyone. I mean, it's it's very much true what they say about the friendliness of Midwesterners because everyone out there today was um, even the fellow female competitor that we just traded places all day she, every time I passed her she said something encouraging and friendly and I was just really struck by how kind everyone was it's good that's awesome that's, yeah. good to, that's really good to hear that's so crazy so, you're doing great yeah, yeah. Ben, no ben. she just say you, good job girl yeah have you both kind of felt so Ben, Almost. so Laura, Ben's from New Hampshire. I live in Hayward. Yeah, here, I grew up in Vermont. From... And I now live in New Hampshire. So yeah. I did the opposite. Um, but do, like, it, there's a certain almost a certain feel of home here too, right? I mean, like, I keep reminding myself. I don't know. It's it's you go to a place like Stowe or you go to a place like North Conway. You know, you you fe- it feels like same level of recreation community based around like getting out in the mountains and playing and having a good time. And it was all the venison I was feeding you last night off oh, the grill. So, good yeah. stuff too. Um, but you add to that that small town feel and that small town um, vibe and friendliness and thank you so much for coming to our town that I almost like that's the one piece that it seems like we're missing a little bit right but it feels like home to a lot of do you have you found the same way felt the same way does it remind you of home yeah I think it's hilly about these mass again like like they're in generally obscure places you're not doing it in downtown Minneapolis you're not doing it in Boston right you're not doing San Francisco they're in obscure towns that take quite a bit of commitment to get there in the first place be it Dirty Kansas or Grinduro or or winter bike up in Kingdom Trails in East Burke bingo oh my lord exactly great example so yeah once you get there there's a there's a we've had nothing but a appreciative welcoming community um even in the pizza restaurant that was quite eclectic last night did you go to Uh, rivers rivers eatery right in cable no i went to coops oh coops yeah coops you're gonna have uh snowmobilers to Uh non-sports people to sports people to all in between and every uh, i just get called up i just got called up i gotta roll oh okay i'm going to the podium okay so ted's out (laughs) They don't really do a podium, though. 
All right, so Ted's out. Laura, you want? Should we keep talking while he's waiting? Sure. And get him back here. All right, cool. So, what's your scoop? Are you big? You've been fat biking a long time, or what's? The... Um, I am a West Coaster. Uh, just recently transplanted to Vermont in June. Um. So you followed Ted, him. Well, Ted and I He's... met in California. He had just moved. Uh, one week prior, he had moved. Okay. And we started dating right away, and he immediately began the campaign to move to the <laughs> East Coast. It okay. was like, you just moved here. Yeah. Um, but after after some time, I we visited, and I, I thought, you know, I think I could like it here. And his family's in New England. Um, Untapped is in New England. And I've been so um, pleasantly surprised with, and in really embracing that, like, small town. I mean, it's crazy to move from, like, the Bay Area to this little town in Vermont, but... So um, how big is the town you live in right now? 4,000 people. Yeah, so you're, you see people at the grocery store or the coffee shop, and it's oh, all... Oh, like, I love it. Yeah. I mean, I have... I didn't know that I would like that small town feel so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... We are very, we're very firmly like rooted there. We bought a house and good word rooted. I've already dropped. Yeah. So, uh, do you, do you not to get into details, but do you guys have like a pretty big property in the small town? Do you live in the woods and kind of like, I'm trying to set (laughs) the scene in my head. We we start, we came from California. We were in an 800 square foot, like mother-in-law apartment. Yeah. And dealing with all kinds of other people to us, giant house with. Ten acres, two barns, and a pond. Okay. Yeah. So we went. So from, you have like chickens we went yet, from one or extreme like to the other. no goats? Yeah. I just have this pic. I. You're very, very much similar to our situation. We moved here. I have a wife and two kids, and we have six acres in town. And like now, we have like I have a big garden. I have all this stuff I didn't have before. We lived in Denver for seven years, and I. You get away from that, and now you start talking to people and like actually knowing people, and you see them at the coffee. I tell people Velo Cafe and Cable. You can't go there on a Wednesday morning and not end up. You don't get any work done. Like you end up talking to three people for two hours, and you're like, "Shit, I gotta get home." And- the small town pace of life is what you want. Yeah, you come yeah. from Denver or San Francisco, and it's like this nonstop go go go. Whereas, yeah, again, to talk about that hustle, I feel like I have this nonstop to do list. But you can go to the local coffee shop. And you're psyched to to just slow down the pace of life and to catch up with your neighbors, with your friends, and and we kind of needed that because our life is a little bit sometimes crazy and very fast paced. Right. So you come home and it's like you really feel like you yeah. slow down and relax. So yeah. Do you guys get the feeling now with all your traveling and stuff when you're going home? Like before, when you lived in the Bay Area, you're going home. You're like, yeah, I was just going home. Now it's like I can't. I'm anxious to get there. I want to get all right. Yeah, so they're both time. nodding their heads, listening. Big yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just very See, much I a home. I derailed this conversation for what you're like. Oh, ten minutes, good. I know. Well, this homeiness. This like you, it's very yeah. okay. Literally, let's, let's paint the picture. Yeah, we're sitting on a couch. You guys are in two nice recliners there. I mean, like we are chilling. Heaters? Our feet are on yeah, snow. Yeah, the heat. I like the heat. Um, no, you've set up a really nice homey atmosphere. I gotta it's ask the, you about your acoustics, radio though. Lounge. Yeah, How so bad is that? Stu- I didn't realize that the tent was right underneath. So when you listen to this, yeah. you won't hear that very much. It's serious. Pretty- oh yeah, serious. Yeah. Are you the sound guy? I'm, I'm the sound guy right here. Um, but uh, I didn't realize, and Christy said that they just put a new speaker in there too. Right on. And they don't work independently of each other. Got it. 
so that's what we get. But it's a nice uh, background, and, and most of the guests have done what you were doing, where you yeah. start singing to the, some of the songs. <laughs> Fist like, pump? Yes. Well. Yeah. So. But, you, got, uh, you got something very cool going on. So thanks for uh, welcoming yeah. us home. Yeah, yeah thank you. thanks for coming and spending the, uh, see it, 30 minutes. 10 minutes? 30, 30 minutes? minutes? Oh, man, I was way off. Yeah. Well, <laughs> again, feel free to edit this out. But after listening to this podcast, jump over to King of the Ride podcast. No, I'm not editing out. What oh. I'm going to do is make you spend five more minutes talking about what you're doing with your podcast. Yeah. Okay. And Far I will out. link it in the show notes so listeners who are mountain bikers that don't know shit about anything else they're yeah. like who's this Ted King guy and Laura King like who are they and like what's the scoop so talk Far about out. your podcast I'll link it in the show notes so people can check it out much appreciated yeah. so I'm not a total roadie fat bike nerd I think we've painted that picture that you're like a normal guy well <laughs> and I was gonna say because I've ra- well okay you know better than anybody podcast that's why it's good yeah. because you can sit down and get a piece of like who these people are bingo so when they go to check out on tap they're like yeah I'm gonna try it out heck yeah right yeah so all right, yep. go ahead podcast so king of the ride podcast started in about May last year it started during the Giro I talked to all sorts of folks who have the thread of the bicycle going through their lives be it professional cyclists given my background or professional chefs or business owners or VPs of companies like Facebook and Instagram, as long as they somehow have the bike in their life and I have the connection to them already, we, we literally try to do this, sit down and have a good conversation. Yeah. That's very cool. What have you learned so far doing it? Have, have there been any unexpected uh, things that you've learned about yourself? For me, when I first started doing it, uh, the... I'm still not that good, but speech patterns and oh, <laughs> say, on. When yeah. you first listen to yourself do it, you, oh, it's, you're, tough. it's really tough. But then you start picking apart your normal day speech and you slow down. Like, for me, I started talking in everyday life. Like I'm probably talking to you off mic. Yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, man, I sound like an idiot. I got to fix that. Did, was that. Was there any of that for you? Like, I find that I have more fun being the interviewee than the interviewer. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, way better. I mean, it's yeah, it's hard to ask hard-hitting questions that go to the soul of the person. But I think the person being interviewed actually do they they want to talk about them, the the things they're doing, the the events they're doing, the the companies and products that they're behind. So, um, that was the other one. I just said um. I realize I say um no, too that's, much. Well, that's fine. It's it. People get really wrapped up in that type of thing, yeah. but. Any guests that you've had that really stuck out to you, that you unexpected guests maybe? Maybe you thought, oh, I'll just talk uh, to him, and you're like, holy man, what is this? Two come to mind. Yeah, Laura just said Jason Gay. He's a sports writer for the Wall Street Journal. He is as real and fun and and just cool as it gets. He raced, uh, he raced the Fat Bike, Fat Bike Worlds out in Crested Butte. Wow. Uh, you know, he's coming from New York City. He just he went out there and, you know, had a blast out there. He... he pick my brain for some fat bike tips yeah. which is funny i mean i picked up fat biking what a does, month before he did does he do his own podcast too he, he has, has a video cast. with the wall street journal yeah uh um, i think i've heard the name before does he uh yeah. do something it's so such a generic out. name like oh it's hilarious because that's to his, his name is jason gay and he does a great riff on gay <laughs> okay i think Okay, I'll, I'll Google not, it, I'll, I'll check it out, but yeah. And my other one, to speak to my mountain bike friends, Kate Courtney, again, it was, yeah. that was the most popular one. It was it was great because I lined her up 
to do the podcast probably a month before she won the world championships. Right, exactly. And then I was hoping that she wouldn't be too big for, you know, her own britches afterwards. She is such a good conversationalist. She is hilarious. She is well-spoken. I mean, the girl went to Stanford, and she's a freaking ripper. She's an amazing ambassador for this sport. Yeah, Yeah, cool. That's good. I'm going to have to have her on sometimes to talk. Has there been an underlying constant, everybody that you've talked to, that you're just like, this is the glue right here that puts everybody that rides a bike together in the same family? It is. It's a playing field leveler to be bike riders to, to have this appreciation for going for a bike ride um, so be it a world champion or a weekend warrior hack um, I think it's, it's it is a really cool glue I think you know we all appreciate the bike we appreciate this community the coming together and yeah I I, I don't know where the, the the podcast is gonna go I don't know if I'll eventually talk to people who don't have the bike in their lives but I can't picture that right now yeah, cool. Very All cool. right, guys. You need to go do some untapped work. Thank you Thank so you much too. for joining us. All yeah. right. Congrats on Thanks. your award. Thanks. Yeah, nice yeah. job. And what did you Podiums. Yeah, there you go. Andrew you burst. got one, too. There you go. So, all right. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ted. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. Check out the podcast. I'll link it on the show yeah, notes. Yeah, we will. And, right. uh, sure. Thanks for very, coming up here. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yep. Thank you for, for being a great Hayward ambassador. Fat Bike Berkey. Yeah. Rock on. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you. I might get stuck in the mud, but I'd rather get lost out here than anywhere else. I'm gonna pedal around in that Midwestern.